When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I got some new information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. On My Talk. Tell me something good. Okay, Ariana Grande is thrilled to be a part of a concert special that NBC is putting on for Wicked. It's a very Wicked Halloween 15th anniversary of the show being on Broadway. Ariana cool. is not playing Elphaba, but Idina Menzel is going to be doing that role. Kristen Chenoweth will be doing her role as well oh. as Glinda. Um, but Glinda. Ariana, we don't know yet what her part is going to be. Hmm. Um, but also, uh, special guests include Pentatonix. It's going to be a part of it. Oh, that oh. is going to sound so good. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was thinking about this when we were in New York at the t- top of August. I said to Colin, I said, they need to do like a reunion special of original casts mm-hmm. or, you know, like uh, for the producers, get Nathan Lane and Matthew uh, and then get Kristen. And so uh, that would be a fantastic concert special, you know, and yes. just put them all together and I don't know, go on tour or something. Maybe somebody overheard you and that's why you're doing it. Jason, <laughs> the current cast is also going to be involved as well. So, okay, um, now everybody knows uh, Ron Weasley and uh, the huge role that he played in all of the Harry Potter movies. Well, the, he did something with BuzzFeed. They were doing some dumb thing that BuzzFeed does, like some staring contest. And in it, no, seriously, that's what they were. He was doing a staring contest with somebody. Not really sure what he was promoting with them, but in there they were talking about uh, Harry mm. Potter trivia and movie marathon. All the cat or the uh, the crew there thought he was being sarcastic, but he stunned them with saying that he just this month watched the Sorcerer's Stone. Whoa! He had never seen it. He'd never seen it. Him taking down Lord Voldemort. um, They were pretty shook up over it, but he doesn't ever watch his stuff. So he felt like he was far uh, enough removed because he was 11 at the time. I was, yeah, he's very removed. <laughs> so, so he felt like, oh, okay, I'll check this out and watch it. So he just watched Sorcerer's Stone, you guys. That's I really think that's weird. so it's I cute. like Ron. I do too. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, speaking of Harry Potter, he wants to be a part of J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter universe. And um, so he asked her through Twitter... Uh, because she had some backlash about an actress that was cast as a villain slave in the upcoming Fantastic Beast sequel. Uh, so that was in the news. So he, tw- this is Macaulay Culkin. He says, hey, J.K. Rowling, I'm with you. Um, and then he said, uh, can you write me into the next movie? I'm Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. I was also a page mabster experience with magic. 
Page Master. What? I don't what? know. I, you know. Oh, he knows magic. He knows okay. magic. Um, it's just kind of weird, you guys. And I always yeah, kinda? think. Kinda. Yeah. I always think when he does something strange on Twitter, I think, is he high right now? Because oh. remember his arrest, and he looked all. I think he's cleaned himself up, but I always wonder. Yeah. Are you high tweeting? <laughs> he also <laughs> tweeted Dan Fogler and asked him, yeah. put in a good word for me. Oh, that's so funny. It's oh, kind of funny, but it's kind of right pathetic. Guys, you know, if, you just kind of cock though, your head in confusion like, uh, what? Yeah. But it might work. And you know You're what? Right. You got to ask for what you want. Oh, that's Ask true. for it, girl. Ask for it. Okay, on TV this weekend, the biggest thing I'll t- just tell you is the 44th season premiere of Saturday Night Live, Adam Driver and Kanye West. Yes! That's going to be fun. All right, that's the latest dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. Thank you for the update, honey. Dirt alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Report back to me in an hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Coming up on 806, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything Alexis is running away to join the circus. I'm Jace with Lex. Bye. Bye. And Don McClain. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the circus and clowns, <laughs> uh, yep. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> yep. Do you know where I'm going, Lex? Nope. How well you don't know? Okay. Uh-uh. I thought you knew right away. Mm. Did I see something on your social media? Is is where you? We have a okay. Let me back up a little bit to explain to the my talkers. We have a sales guy at my talk. Oh, who I sells see where you're com- going. Who sells commercials? Well. Yeah. Not really. He doesn't really do much. But uh, I'll change his name to protect his innocence. Uh, I'll call him Mike Gale. Okay, um, yeah. M. Gale at mytalk1071.com. Oh, no. uh, oh, uh, Mike, no. Mike Gale uh, was a clown. He comes from a clown yes, family. Does. Mike Gale. Yeah, and he and makes balloon sculptures or figures. Yeah. Balloon animals? Balloon animals. Thank you. Yeah. Balloon sculpture. Well, because he and, makes hats and stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. And did I did I see you? Were you making a clown with him on your oh, social media or something? Yes. Okay, this is really fun. You know, uh, Old School Toros is our vintage toy company that my husband yes. and I we do shows and everything. And so he and we're, you know, kids uh, who loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they're back. But we love Generation 1. Okay. So when like we I love find Generation them, One of Transformers, Lex. I exactly, get it. Exactly, Jason. So when we find them, which is it's just really fun. And I did not realize this, but they had a whole line of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, where they were dressed up for Halloween. <gasps> oh yeah. And Michelangelo was a clown. His oh, name was no. Clown and Mike. And then we have Mike Gale, which I know you've changed his name. Mm-hmm. I've changed his name, uh, <laughs> So we saw that, and I guess he had that one as a kid. And so that instantly went to Mike oh, Gale because... Mike Gale. Clown and Mike. And then so yeah. we just had some fun, and he was finding a place to put it in his office. And he just has some pretty funny little tchotchkes in there. So <laughs> now we can add Clown and Mike to it. Clown and Mike. <laughs> Clown and Mike. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Mike. Oh and he Mike. whipped that little hat together so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I did it in my stories, but I should share this picture because you he looked share, pretty yeah. funny. He had he had balloons, he had a clown nose on the ready. Yeah. Well, he, he's a talented clown, that yes, Mike he is. Gale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 808. <laughs> I I uh 
I, I think we would seem like we were in a space capsule uh, all day yesterday if we did not if we did not acknowledge what probably millions of people around the country were watching and couldn't um, stop talking about all day. That was me. Exactly, Lex. And I just think we would seem like buffoons, like we don't know what's going on, though we are a pop culture station and we try our best to stay out of politics. I will preface what I'm getting ready to say with the fact that uh, I'm, we're not going to talk about the politics of it. That's not what we do here. But I think it would be a disservice for us to not even acknowledge. It would, it, I think it would just be ridiculous. It's, it would be very phony of us to sit here for three and a half hours and act like something monumental didn't happen yesterday in the world. And we sometimes, I call these pauses. Sometimes you have to hit the pause button on our lunacy and Alexis's sad Christmas trees. To, oh, yeah, sorry, that I'm was still, pretty sad. I just, I still can't believe that. I, I thought I knew every story. I thought I knew one. every story and that is just a, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. sometimes we do have to hit the pause button for a moment and just kind of talk. That's what we do. And, and there's, Lex, I know, and I was kind of motivated to, to do it right here. Well, because there's, <laughs> we have to. And yeah. all, uh, by what you said, and I, 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 was not, I was moved by the fact that you said it was just on your mind and you talked about it a lot yesterday. All day yesterday. We started watching really? it in the prep room. Um, just, just started there. Then I got in my car and listened to it all the way uh, to where I was going and running errands and uh, got out to go, got in the store. And yeah. that's all I heard. And that's all I talked really? to anyone about, whether it was strangers or I overheard them talking about it. Um, just quoting that we're talking about Dr. The Ford's testimony yeah. yep, yesterday um, at the Senate committee there. And it just uh, it was just powerful to hear. I couldn't couldn't get away from it. And um, yeah, it was everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. Heart wrenching in the morning. Uh, Heart wrenching. Uh, I was watching uh, Mr. Cavanaugh's wife and uh, difficult, difficult to listen to. Uh, I, I'm going to start by playing. I think James Corden put it really well of all places. You know, sometimes late night talk shows uh, put a great ribbon on the day. And I think he, James Corden did. This video clip was called A Long Tough Day for America. And I 100% agree with what you're getting ready to hear. Here's uh, James Corden for just a second. Like many of you, I'm sure I watched her testimony and with a, with a lump in my throat. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I kept thinking, if there's, any, if there's any silver lining to having to go through what she did today, it's that these experiences... Um, that, w- that were once shrouded in fear and shame and secrecy for so many people are becoming a movement. And mm-hmm. um, I guess that's what I'm trying to say right now, that if this is something that you've been through or are going through, just remember, you're not alone. There are so many people who are standing alongside you right now all over the world. They really, really are. Um, and that's how I feel. And that's what I mean by this isn't a political conversation at all. I was, I was struck Lex a couple days ago. I don't know the specific day. I think it was the day that I saw stars born, but I got a a couple Twitter notifications that our girls, our dear friends, Lori and Julia were opening about opening up on their program about experiences that they've had. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was both of them or one of them. I, I, I I did not listen. So I want to be factual on that. Yeah. 
Uh, and my talkers were really moved by that and were tweeting me because uh, they remember that I, I, had, I have revealed several times, I've talked about it pretty openly on our show over the years, of my own experience with sexual abuse or sexual... There's really only one for me that was rather violent, and that was my dad's uh, best friend's or one of his friend's sons who held me down in the laundry room of the house, my dad's friend's house, and held me down and had his way with me when I was probably around eight, nine, somewhere around there, maybe 10. If I, you know what I mean? So right here, I'm giving you an example of you don't always remember yeah. The exact year, especially when it's a kid. But that was the violent one. That was the one. The other was a babysitter, a female, mm. who uh, I think my family was shocked the most about that one, because, or my mother was, because she came from a great family. Yeah. Um, good, good family. Uh, the, the dad worked in the church. She did too. And, uh, so they seemed really nice. They lived, uh, near a relative and my mom and my dad trusted me with her. Yeah. And when I was listening to, when I was listening to the testimony yesterday and I heard Dr. Ford talk about the alleged assault and the and the guys turning up the music louder. It's interesting what what triggers you because then I remembered with that babysitter, and this is so weird, Lex. I can I can picture the house structure. I can picture the floor plan of the house. Mm-hmm. And I can picture the wood floor and where the TV was. It was a it was like a split level. And I know where the TV was. And she turned up the TV and family affair was on the TV. If you guys, some of you yeah. know that show from the 60s. And then she, she turned that up. And then we went in her room, which was the last door on the left. Mm-hmm. And I can picture that room. And it, it's interesting what triggers you, you know, Lex. Yes. It just went when 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 I was listening, yes. I was thinking about the triggers, and, and I you might not remember things you, you do not. At, th- yes, I'm sorry, sweetie. Yeah, I no, no, you. go ahead. And then we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, it's all in my mind, there's always in my in my my concrete memory, there are three. Three. And Monday night. Colin, we were watching the Great British Bake Off. And they used a term. I, I don't want to use the term because it will come out crude. No, you know what? I'm going to. They used a term that immediately made me wonder, Lex, if there was a fourth. Mm. Because it was a term that was said to me to turn what they were doing to me into a game. (sighs) And it was snake in the grass. And I remember as a kid in my bathroom, when somebody was getting ready to bathe me, getting ready to touch me inappropriate and hold me in the bathtub. And I did not. And as I'm sitting here, could I tell you without a, without a doubt who it was? No. I can narrow it down, but I know it was in my bathroom, in my home, not a relative's home. It was in my home, mm-hmm. and I know it was a male, and I know they held me down in the bathtub. Mm. And it's interesting that that word, that term in that show triggered that. I say all of this because of what I, I because of what James Corden said. If there is a good thing that can come from this, it's the fact that people like me, people like Lori and Julia, and all of you that tweeted to the three of us, mm-hmm. that you now feel comfortable sharing your story, therefore being open about it, and as a result, you can start getting help and maybe processing it. My goodness, that's yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Right you know, right, right, Lex. That's if that's Absolutely. that's a that's a wonderful thing that people now. You're not alone. I mean, that's the not, other yes. thing, and it's just startling how many other stories and that that come out that you're right that you might you just pushed away so far, yeah. and, and how that trauma can really affect your life every day. And details of that trauma can pop up. Yes, your memories can trigger. 40, 30, 20 years removed from the event. Mm-hmm. Lex, I had to be of like eight or nine years old. Yeah. Wow. I'm 44. Wow. And it's just, uh, you know, I we got to take a break because we're running into the dirt alert. But, uh, you know, it's no surprise that people don't. And, and again, this isn't political. I'm just speaking of my own story. It is, it is not a shock to me and, and a lot of survivors that I've talked to that people don't come forward right away. Do you know the only person mm. I told for most of my life was my, was my friend Chris Fisk, who is still my friend to this day. And, and I just called her a couple days ago to discuss this. 
She was the only person I told in high school until 1997 at the age of 23 when I told my mother. Mm. Nobody knew except for Chris. Oh, the shame, it, everything that's that's around that. It's oh yeah, my good it, Lexi, are you kidding? I felt gross. Yeah, it's you don't want to go there, especially it's so raw and fresh, and then uh, sometimes yeah, you just can't stop thinking about it. So no, I mean it's very brave to to even say this to, to say it here on the air, Jace. It ruined. It, it yeah yeah, I've said this before, and we'll go to break. I can look at kid pictures of myself. The, the school pictures you take? Yeah. And I can tell you, not by memory, but I can tell you by visuals when I started getting attacked. And that was when I started gaining weight. Because subconsciously, I was trying to make myself as a child unattractive to the people. Mm-hmm. 8.20 is the time. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back, everybody. Dirt Alert time with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Oh, good morning, you guys. Jason, I just want to say you are so brave, and I am so proud of you. So, Oh, well, thank you, sweetie. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I went off there and ate into your time and all of that, but I just... uh, I, I was telling, telling Elizabeth and Dawn to put a punctuation mark on it. My point of all that was that from Lori and Julia to me, uh, to all of you that reached out on Twitter, if, la- if yesterday helps people start to talk about it more, mm-hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the best thing that can come from that horrible, horrible, wrenching uh, testimony from both sides yesterday. Yeah, right? absolutely. And Elizabeth, will you quickly, will you, get, will you tell, me, tell them what you told me about, what, will you, were, you heard it on CBS this morning? Yeah, on CBS this morning that um, since uh, all of this has happened over the last couple of days, there was a sexual assault survivor hotline and you know resource network that's reporting a 147% increase Lex. in calls wow. from victims and survivors and people who mm. say that they want to talk about this. So, um, so that's, that's your point, Jason, is, is right there that when there is conversation, you know, I think the hard side is that it brings up a lot of memories for people and it brings up um, a lot of moments that they maybe would rather forget. But on the positive, it is that if you can start to talk about it and work through it and heal and get some resources that you can live a better, um, more, you know, more full life. Well, and to know you're not alone. And also it can be a deterrent. Yes. That yes. it's not these these types of crimes not will not okay. be hidden in the darkness no. anymore. Nope. No. Absolutely. No. They shouldn't be. No. You're yeah. totally right. Um, I do have a couple dirt alert stories to get to in the next couple of minutes. Well, this one is a bummer. You know, we've been hearing about this over the last few years, and this happens to pro athletes when they're going and they're playing in games. People know that they're not home, and so their homes get broken into. This happened to a receiver, a wide receiver, Robert Woods, for the L.A. Rams when they were playing the Vikings last night. Unfortunately, it didn't end well for Vikings fans. Uh, Robert Woods had a great night, but when he returned to his home after the game, he called police because his home had been burglarized. It appears the intruder entered through a back window, and sources say cops and Woods are trying to put together a list of what was taken. Uh, This happened to another football player recently, and we've heard about this. You know, it's so it's not funny, but it's true that it's like you're not supposed to post on Facebook when you're going on vacation, even though we all violate that. And um, but these athletes can't help it because like the football schedule's out. I mean, everybody knows that they're not home. 
What a bummer. Anyway, that happened there. A little um, related to the Vikings news, so I wanted to share that. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk are uh, set to marry at their home, her home in the Hamptons this weekend. There will only be about 50 people at the ceremony. They had a huge engagement party in L.A. in April that was thrown by Ryan Murphy. And now they're going to have just a small little wedding in the Hamptons. Small wedding. Small $4 million wedding in the Hamptons. And if you had to pick where Gwyneth Paltrow (laughs) would get married, of course you would say the Hamptons. Of course, girl. Of course. This comes from a pure place of jealousy. And we'll just say it, okay? Yeah. Getting married in the Hamptons at Gwyneth's luxury estate sounds great. (laughs) Yes, it does. It sounds, it sounds great. And it sounds very, very low-key. <laughs> very low. With just a few close friends and some yes. canapes. That's it, um, Oprah Winfrey is going to present a literary award to Toni Morrison. It's the uh, latest prize for Toni Morrison. It's um, the Center for Fiction announced that Toni Morrison is going to receive a Lifetime Achievement Honor for Excellence in Fiction. Tony Morrison um, caused me a bit of stress because I have never been able to finish Song of Solomon. I started reading it and I carry it with me and I've moved it everywhere and I look at it and feel a sense of failure every time I see the book. So I just, you know, as long as we're going through some therapy, I just thought I'd put that one out there. Well, (laughs) Tony Morrison therapy. Yes. (laughs) Maybe this will be the moment that I can move forward. Maybe. Thank you, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Reese. Watching today on Twin Cities Live. When we come back, our thoughts on Murphy Brown, and I have good news for Will and Grace fans. We'll be right back. And now, a hilarious, and we use that term loosely, dad joke. That's a good one, dad. From Alexis. It's like I've always said, there's three types of people in the world. Those who can count, and those who can't. This has been a dad joke. Very funny, dad. Hilarious. From Alexis. Oh. That's a good uh, one. Mm. <laughs> Three types of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, the- Today's dad jokes, Dawn, you have to admit, have been a little bit better than normal. Just a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, they you have. Think? You're right. I got to admit. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a little bit. Let's try this one. And now, a hilarious, and we use that term loosely, dad joke. That's a good one, Dad. From Alexis. Here's one from Celinda. How do you find Will Smith in a snowstorm? Look for the fresh prince. <laughs> this has been a dad joke. Very funny, Dad. Hilarious. From Alexis. Yeah. See, Don, this is what I do. I, yeah. I, I play a good one, and I start to get <laughs> optimistic, Don. I start to yeah. think... Hey, she's turned a corner. And then I play another one, and what do I do, Dawn? I ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I ruin it for all of us. Yeah, just don't stick go with for one. a trifecta. Yeah. No, yeah. Don't, no, don't even think about doing three. I'm not, even th- I'm not doing <laughs> well, it, Dawn. Rules of comedy is usually three, three but, but no, don't, I, not I, this time. I, I don't have the, it doesn't apply to this. I don't have the strength, girl. No. I don't have the strength. Not today, Satan. Not today. 833. We watched Murphy Brown last night. Uh, Lex, what did you think? Didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, I really wanted to like this because I love Murphy Brown. I do love the character. Strong female role model. Love it, right? Speaks her mind. Yeah. But last night, the premiere of this revival, uh, it just it felt very polarizing. Also, uh, as we were talking about in the beginning of the hour and earlier in the show, Dr. Ford's testimony, there's already... there. Already real life 
drama <laughs> that, that's enough already. Um, and then you add the cheesy writing. It felt old, the trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I had to stop it at midway through. I just I couldn't take it anymore. I agree with your assessment of the first half. My only my only uh, my only uh, disagreement or not disagreement. My only wishes uh, you probably would have liked the second half a little bit better. Uh, a couple reasons. First, there was a surprise cameo by Hillary Clinton that CBS had kept secret and they managed to keep this a secret. No one knew uh, they did that. Uh, vis-a-vis the the bit that they held over from the original show where Murphy can't keep a secretary and Hillary walks, comes out of the elevator to to interview as a potential secretary, but she's not Hillary. She plays a Hillary with one L. Here's a, here's a little Hmm. bit of that. Hello. I'm here to interview for the secretarial position. (laughs) Hillary? Yes. Hillary, Hillary Clinton. My God, you look just like... I know, Hillary Clinton. I get that a lot, but my name is spelled with one L. (laughs) Oh, okay, Hillary, with one L, please sit down. Um, I I guess you've heard this is a pretty demanding job. I have. Your reputation precedes you, but I want you to know I'm not afraid of hard work. I'm qualified and ready on day one. And I also assume you've had previous secretarial experience? Absolutely. For four years, I was the secretary. Uh, I was the secretary of a very large organization. So it goes on. and um, So that moment was cute. And then she has really good chemistry with her now adult son, which kind of freaks me out. And it's a flash of mortality for me because we watched the kid be born in 19... 19- uh, 91 or whatever when she was fighting with Dan Quayle. But anyway, um, she has really good chemistry with the actor that plays her son, and that was very authentic. But I agree with you. Uh, the Murphy Brown revival suffers from what the Will and Grace revival suffered with yes. in their first season, and that is they have to prove why why they're back. And that takes up a lot of energy, and that takes up a lot of comedy real estate. And they really need to get get out of that. They need to uh, dispense with all of that nonsense. And the whole Murphy is old now jokes with the Twitter. She doesn't know how to use Twitter. And Lex, you made a good point. And I believe you, I think Murphy Brown is Murphy Brown is a savvy woman. She would know how to tweet. She would know how to tweet. Don't tell me that she, okay, whatever, but that's a minor thing. Yeah. And and as far as the political commentary, Murphy Brown has always been political, but the rhythms, the comedy rhythms that were funny in 1992 are no longer funny now. Uh, Our tastes and jokes are are different, and I hope the writing staff learns this ASAP because the jokes were very tired and very stale in the first half of that pilot. Uh, they need to get some writers. They need to poach some writers from Samantha B or John Oliver or whatever. And speaking of those shows, here's another problem. If they're going to address the political topics of the day, they have competition now that they didn't have in 1990, 90, 91, and 92. And that is uh, John Oliver and The Daily Show are doing political satire and political commentary much better than what we watched last night. So if you're going to get in that arena, you got to step up your game or you're going to look old fashioned and you're going to look you're going to look out of touch while you're trying to stay in touch. That's the problem. I have hope, though, Lex, because now let me transition. I have hope because I watched I finished it this morning on my phone. NBC sent me the screener for 
the first two episodes of the new season of Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. So much better. Good. So much That's better. That's good to hear. They got all of that baggage that they had to tie up loose ends last season. It's all done. It is now a fresh show. Yes, it's that fantastic foursome, but it's fresh stories. It doesn't feel like they're trying hard to prove they should be here in 2018, which, right, Lex, that's how we kind of felt. Oh, you know? yes. I mean, it and was, look, we, we realize the giant task that is necessary uh, to satiate the fans that back then yes <laughs> and also be broad enough to include and welcome uh, new people who don't know these characters from another ki- from another franchise or anyone else so it's a hard thing to do there's examples of where it's been done very well but you're yes. right they were they it, they had to cram so much in and it's also the, it's not a desperate move but it in in a sense it is it's where you have to just cram as much as you can because you don't yes. know if you're going to get a second season. 22 minutes, Lex. Yes. And by, and by the way, can I, on that note, Don McLean, Alexis mm-hmm. Thompson. Yes, my, yes. My, my talkers. Dear NBC, you are, if you want people to stop watching streaming services and come over to you, you got to change the commercial structure of your sitcoms. There, there seems like there's one more commercial break jammed in to the to to Will and Grace, and it interrupts the flow. They do like a short sequence, and boom, we're all ready to another commercial. You gotta fix, you gotta restructure your breaks, NBC. It's ridiculous. Yes. It, we're now down to about 21 minutes of content. That's ridiculous. You got to change that. This isn't 1957 anymore. This isn't even 1987 anymore. You got to you got to restructure your commercial breaks. The, the show just Charge starts getting going. What? What, what, I don't know. What Lex. is the you, answer to that? I don't know what the answer is, but I'm just telling you. Especially with comedy, Don. You know this. You're you're a screenwriter. You're an actress. You you get the momentum going, you get the rhythm, you you get the scene going, and then boom, you have to go to a stupid commercial. And I know that's always been in place, but it just seems like mm, NBC's trying more. to. There's way more mm-hmm. now, and it is it's a disservice. It's a disservice to the cast, and it's a disservice to the writers. You gotta fix that. Having said that, this episode, two things: David Schwimmer makes his debut in the season premiere. As Grace's love interest, a potential love interest, and he couldn't be farther from Ross, which is fantastic. It is, it is a David Schwimmer you really haven't seen in comedies before. Uh, I won't tell you anything else. I'll let it unspool for you. Hmm. And the other thing I mentioned this earlier, I already loved and had great respect for Sean Hayes, Jack. His uh, his physical comedy skills. Yeah, there is a sequence. I don't want to oversell this, but I I know Lex that especially if you and I were watching this together, which I always love when we do. Sometimes when we watch something, we just get laughing. There is a sequence where Jack puts some numbing lotion, uh oh, in places where he shouldn't, and it is reminiscent of that great Tim Conway uh, skit from the Carol Burnett show with the dentist. I rarely laugh out loud during a sitcom. I was in here in my radio room laughing out loud and and I can't wait. My husband isn't much of a, he doesn't really laugh out loud a lot at sitcoms. I cannot wait tonight to watch this with him because 
Sean Hayes was brilliant in this sequence, and that's in the season premiere. So, hey, Murphy, take a page from Will and Grace because they've seemed to have fixed the problems that they had last year. And I really hope, because like Alexis said at the beginning of this, I love the character. I love Diane English, who, who created the show, and I believe in both of them. But my goodness, you you got to fix this quick. You don't have time. We yeah, don't have a lot of that time. That was bad. Well, I bet they were really cringing the producers um, about what transpired yesterday and what came up in just the real news and yeah. all of the, yes. the focus on that political drama. They were probably like, oh, no, no one's going to want to watch our show yes. tonight. I mean, I would be if I was a producer, I'd be like, oh, no, this is the no. worst day to yeah. have this premiere. Yes. But from what I understand from reviewers, uh, episode three they CBS gave three episodes to reviewers. I guess episode three starts to uh, find a good rhythm. They uh, it gets epi- better. Yeah, they move forward. They stop looking backwards. So I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Coming up on eight forty three, we're gonna take a break. We'll wrap up this Friday right after this. Come after me. Well, I just wanna be alone right now. Alexis in the morning on my talk one zero seven one. Everything entertainment. Everything Alexis dreams of being a rodeo clown. I'm Jace with Lex. How'd you know? I know you like that. And Don McLean of the Santa Barbara McLeans. Ooh, I've suddenly got some money and I've moved up to Santa Barbara. That's right. Yeah. It's expensive. Dawn, are you excited about... Uh, now, Dawn is going to be a camper, camper Karen this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Are I you am. nervous? What, what would I be nervous about? I don't know. I just... I, I, I don't camp, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm asking... I shouldn't have asked. I'm asking The other a campers, animals being assaulted, um, oh what else? drowning. Yeah, drowning. Cold. Well, I'm not Jason getting in Voorhees. the water. Oh. Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, guys. No, yep. I'm not. I am excited. Um, the only thing I'm Mangy worried dog. about is my cat. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, cats, You they go in a litter box, and you put food out for them so it's gonna be okay but are you, you bringing know. the kitty oh god are you kidding me oh my god no, no. i'm i'm oh i thought oh <laughs> yeah why can't you bring your kitty <laughs> you guys aren't cat people <laughs> no. yeah. oh my gosh that she would be horrible like she would run away probably immediately oh okay. yeah no. and yeah you can't put a cat on a leash either so it, that would be horrible yeah, it's not Friday the 13th, but it's Friday the 28th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you know, it's going to be cold. Well, and probably yeah. getting away. It, part of it's getting away from her, too, right? Yeah, my God. She's always right up my grill, you guys. <laughs> she is on your face all the time. I'll actually tweet a picture right now of her okay. in my face. This is how close she gets to my face. She wants to be as close as possible. And the more tired she gets, the um, closer she gets to my face. She gets all up in your your grills. Oh, my gosh. She wants to sit on my boobs. (laughs) And it's not fun. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's very needy. Check out that picture. uh, Dawn at dark. Mm-hmm. Dawn at dark. Yeah. Now, while uh, Camper Karen is with Jason Voorhees at Camp Crystal Lake, uh, le- we, we're going to be at the Excel Energy Center yeah. uh, this evening. Lex uh, in the uh, Hubbard, Hubbard, Hubbard suite with some winners of our bids for kids. 
They uh, they bid for the Justin Timberlake ticket. Uh, so let's make a wager, Lex. Let's go okay. ahead and lay down some money. Uh, open up your uh, open up your purse. Get your purse, Lex. I got coins. Yeah. Okay, get your coins ready. Dawn, okay, without, coins without ready. some coins. Okay, mm-hmm. let's lay down. Mm-hmm. Let's lay down some money here. You ready? Yeah. Okay. How long are you gonna last? <laughs> you know what? It's a Jason? Friday night. It's a Friday night. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I was thinking about this. I was too. Because it really does depend. I hope he plays a lot of his old stuff. Because this new stuff on the forest in the woods, man in the woods, mm. oh, I don't I, like it. No, I don't either. So yeah. okay. I think song choice will really dictate how I'm feeling in that moment <laughs> and how long I will last. Okay. Uh, but let's just say I I, I, I want to see him. So um, are we picking a time or amount of songs? Let's do songs. Okay. I hope I get through six songs. Six. Okay. We're going for six. Okay. Um, Jace? I'm hoping for three. Okay. I'm hoping to get through three songs before I fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dawn, do you think this is pretty accurate of how long we're going to last? Yeah. Um, three. I mean, this all depends on whether or not he has an opening act. Does he? Oh, that's true. Like yeah. a whole I don't know. That's first what I'm, I'm band thinking. To sit through I'm thinking mm. he will. Yeah, Ugh. I do too. It's going to be somebody like Charlie Puth or who is it? Oh, oh if, no, not Charlie. Oh, Charlie Puth, and I would just see him. Oh, calm down, Beyonce. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who it is. We love that falsetto. Ooh, that would be yes. a great concert. Those two tag mm-hmm. teaming. I mean, yeah. he, he, it's Justin Timberlake. He had, should have somebody yeah. good. Yeah, I that's want him true. to start with Rock Your Body. That's what I would really like. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute, Lex. Hold on. Do we know? They yeah. usually, well, hold on there, Sister Soldier, okay. Soldier Sister, Sister, I'm Sister Soldier. Holding on. Justin Timberlake set list. Okay, hold on a minute, Lex. Let's see here. Concert set list. The other uh, thing man. is that I know that the people in the suite will be really fun. So that's another thing that might keep us a little oh. longer than three or six songs. Well, I think we're a little... Uh, Are we going to be disappointed? What does he start with? Yeah, oh, oh my goodness. I'm not going to last. Oh, no. Okay, it starts with Filthy. No, good. I love that song. I know no one else does, but I won't be there anyway. Then Midnight Summer Jam. Love Stoned. Okay. Then Sexy Back. Okay. Then Man of the Woods. Higher and Higher. Senorita. Mm. Suit and Tie. Mm -hmm. Okay. My Love. Cry Me a River. That's it? That's what he's doing? Mm -hmm. No. Then the very (laughs) end, the last four songs... Are the ones I want to hear, like "Rock Your Body," "Like I Love You," and "Can't Stop the Feeling" is the final song. Oh, I'm never going to make it that long. Oh man. Oh, I hear. Is that Steve breathing? It is. Starting with the man in the woods. Are you going to JT tonight? Is he tonight? Yes, we are. Yes. Yep. Oh tomorrow. my gosh. Oh, Steve, that's can I ask you something? Are yeah. you an alien? Uh, I am not an alien. We, Why we had this discussion earlier because Alexis oh, is not from this planet. We've, we've, <laughs> yeah, she's definitely we've, from agreed. another planet. <laughs> she's absolutely uh, not from here. And we mm-hmm. had a theory. I had a theory. I think your people, mm. I think your spacecraft got a word of how good Earth is from Alexis's spacecraft. And I think... That's right. I think you, like Alexis, were ET'd. I think y- your your ship uh, yeah. landed. Mm-hmm. You went to explore, and you were left here. Any anything in Anything in particular that has raised those red flags for you? Oh, 
know. That's what I was wondering. I just, just I mean, and general it's a compliment. Like, you're just very unique. And I think. <laughs> oh, good one. Yeah. Unique. Like, you don't well, know about like periods. You no, know? but I'm, Donna, you're with him every day. Alien or not? Uh, alien, yeah. See? I will say this, Jason. Um, you and Alexis, I both. I yeah, Steve. In your defense, yeah. In, in your defense of this observation, if I, I mean, if I had a nickel for every time someone in my life, at any point in my life, said, "Quote, you're an alien. You are the weirdest person I've ever met." And once and you're fantastic, once you're so weird, maybe you do just go into like, maybe you're not even a person. Yeah. Maybe you're an alien. You guys, as I, weird as you think he is, it's ten times that. <laughs> Yeah. You don't see it. Blurg. You don't see the behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh. I think, Donna, really quick, we got to go. Let's put Lex and Steve Just. on the roof with aluminum foil on their head <laughs> and see who A lightning gets storm. That's right. Communication first. Stay tuned for Donna and see you. Have a great this. weekend, everybody. Weird Bye. is cool. Remember that. Weird is cool. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations, and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.